Welcome to Living Embodied, reclaiming our body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space. This is a podcast where we explore mental health and well-being through nurturing the mind-body connection. My name is Sydney Bell. I'm a social worker and psychotherapist with a passion for working with people healing from body shame and coming into relationships of peace, trust, and respect with their bodies. I'm coming to you from British Columbia, where I'm privileged to make my home in the beautiful Okanagan Valley, the traditional and unceded territory of the Okanagan Silks people. This podcast was born from a desire to understand more deeply the role our body plays in our mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. I hope you will feel comfortable and safe and brave in this space. Some things to know about me. I am a white, cisgendered, fat woman who is on a learning journey of opening my eyes to my privileges, how it is to be an advocate and to be an ally. I live and work with people from a weight-neutral perspective, which, among other things, means this podcast is a diet talk and body-shaming-free zone. For more information about me and my practice, you'll find links in the description. Through reflections and conversations and opportunities to engage in a short embodiment practice in this podcast, we will explore what it means to feel at home in our body and experiencing living life from the inside out. We will set our intention to reclaim our wise body as a friend and ally. I invite you to join me in a quest to uncover what it means to live an embodied life. In this episode of Living Embodied, I talk with Katie McCrindle, a registered social worker, body liberation counselor, and fat activist. I've known Katie for some time, and I've always enjoyed talking to her. She has so much insight, and I was just so glad she agreed to chat with me about embodiment. She describes embodiment as our ability to experience the world instead of trying to run from it. She has so much to offer into this topic. And after our chat with Katie, I hope you will join me for a short embodiment practice, a monitoring exercise to help us learn the skill of looking inward and learning from our body. But now, let's meet Katie. Well, hello. I am really excited to introduce uh, my guest today. Katie McCrindle is here chatting with me. And uh, Katie is a registered social worker, body liberation counselor, and fat activist. Uh, She lives and practices in Ontario. And I'm going to um, let her tell us a little bit about the work that she does. Hi, Katie. Hi, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm really delighted that that you could be here. Um, I, You and I have known each other for a while, and you are somebody that um, 
I know and respect and really appreciate your work. And um, I'm, I'm really thrilled that you're able to take some time to chat with me about embodiment. Oh, thank you so much. I'm back at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Katie, can we start by getting to know you and your work uh, a little bit? Like what, what, tell us about your practice and the kind of work you do with people. Yeah, sure. Um, so I work with folks um, who want to um, work on their relationships with their bodies and kind of recognize that this sort of diet cycle doesn't really work. And it usually mm. ends up making people pretty unhappy. Um, so the folks I end up working with, um, I work with, you know, anyone of any gender, um, in any size body. Um, right. And those are folks who are kind of ready to leave dieting behind and want some support in, you know, connecting some of the dots around what diet culture has, has done to them in their lives and like, how can they recover from that and move forward in, in a health at every size and fat positive informed way. So um, I particularly love working with people in larger bodies, but I do work with anyone in any size body. Um, And that's kind of where the fat activist part of my um, title comes in is that I identify as fat as like a reclaimed descriptor. And so, you know, no pressure for anyone to use that language, but that's just something I find empowering. And so love working with folks Mm -hmm. who are also um, living in larger bodies. I love that. It's just recognizing the word is simply a description. It doesn't have any sort of connotation to it. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like there's the recognition there that there is this negative connotation to the Mm -hmm. word fat and like assumptions made about people who, who are in larger bodies that is largely a socially constructed thing. So reclaiming that word helps to normalize being fat and the word Mm -hmm. and hopefully you know helps to take some stigma away from that experience of living in a larger body or being fat right absolutely so can you give me a sense of what happens in um in a session with you Yeah, I'll try. I mean, it's so different every time, I think. Um, Right. It's really like I like to work in a really person-centered way. So kind of like what is the person entering into the session with that day and wanting to focus on. um, I use a lot of kind of mindfulness or what I kind of call noticing um, or bringing awareness to like what's what thoughts um, or maybe things, behaviors that the person is engaging in that they might find problematic for them um, and helping to sort of change how we think about some of these, um, what I call diet culture-y thoughts. Um, And like self-compassion is always really big in the sessions of trying to Mm -hmm. support someone and having more compassion for themselves. helping folks to recognize like the systems that uh, impact their lives. So things like 
patriarchy and capitalism, white supremacy, ableism, you know, anti-fatness, like all of those things, how do they impact somebody's life and how they feel about themselves and their bodies? Um, so, and then the somatic mm, piece. It's a lot. Right, yeah. Yeah, also the somatic piece, like um, I'm, we're kind of talking about embodiment today and I'm mm -hmm. doing, I'm doing a somatic experiencing training currently. So learning more about being with the nervous system and what's coming up for people in the moment and you know how to be a little more embodied um which we'll get into i'm sure absolutely i'm look i'm looking forward to that well before we dive into that more i'm curious what inspired you to um to do this kind of work yeah um I'll try and tell the story succinctly. I think it's, you know, it really came from my own experience as somebody who was pretty into and invested in diet culture. And I've always been in a larger body and I really was uncomfortable with that and didn't like myself. And I think a lot of it mm -hmm. had to do with the body, the size of my body and what I was taught or told about that living in a larger body meant so in my own unlearning right. of diet culture um and and fat phobia i you know kind of felt really alone in that and wanted to like as a trained social worker and like you know being mm -hmm. in the field for a while and kind of deciding i wanted to offer support to others um so that's like the inspiration is my own journey and right. like, right. you know, wanting to support that's a, others. That's a powerful inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it is. It, yeah. Absolutely. And would you say like, does that, what keeps you, what keeps you inspired or motivated? Cause this can be pretty tough work. Yeah. Um, I think it's those moments when you're sitting with someone and they, you know, have have those kind of aha moments or oh, yeah. come to realize something about themselves or the way that, you know, they've been taught to see the world and been like, oh, that's not true or that doesn't feel like it aligns really with what I believe and starting to change that. So like, kind of being in those change moments with people. And I think that's really what keeps me going. And, you know, also that, like, this is work that needs to be, like, it's fighting against size oppression or, or fat, fat oppression, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. is, like, something that needs to be ongoing and more people need to do it. And... I just think like as something that affects me so personally, it, I kind of, it's my passion. I just like passionate about fighting that on a broader scale as well. I, I love that you're, you're inspired both by what I'm hearing, your, your own journey and the journey of others. And also just recognizing the, you know, the need that the, the desperate need around us to make some big changes in how we relate to bodies. Mm 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, as you know, Katie, this, um, uh, my hope was for these um, conversations uh, to be an opportunity to explore this idea of, of embodiment. Um, because I think we, we, that term gets tossed around a lot. And I think people, there's a recognition that there's value in, in this idea of embodiment, but I think um, perhaps at least for myself, I know I can feel a little fuzzy about it. So um, I, I think it's good for us to talk about this idea of embodiment and, you know, learn from one another. So um I'm curious about your understanding of embodiment. Um, like, uh, you know, how would you describe it or experience it? Yeah. Um, you know, I think you're right. It's a concept that's sort of tossed around and like everyone maybe has a different conceptualization of it. Um, I think like when I think about what it is, it's sort of being in my body or allowing myself to experience what it's like to be in my body rather than always concentrating on the cognitive or the intellectual. Um, okay. So like having that felt sense experience of, of being in this particular body and what that feels like instead of always, you know, um, talking about it or talking about experiences, mm. it's, it's actually, it's hard to talk about because it's, it's a felt sense thing, <laughs> right? Because we are talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> kind of get into a little circular loop there. Um, but, uh, uh, so, well, and I think you've maybe addressed this a little bit in, you know, what brought you to the work that you're doing, but, um, like, why do you, do you think that sort of, um, opening up to embodiment or experiencing an embodied life is, is a, a good or an important thing to do? Um, I think that people in general are very like as a society, we're very disconnected from mm -hmm. our bodies and we are, yeah. you know, we're encouraged to really value intellectual pursuits um, and right. kind of applaud a lot of in head, heady sort of things, right? Like um, education, like, well, education is important. But it's just like so highly valued in a way that that knowing in your body is not even talked about, much less valued. Um, so I think the importance is it's a different kind of information. It's a different kind of experience when you know you get out of that cognitive and into what is the body actually wanting like what's it what is the in, intuition saying like mm -hmm. leaning into mm -hmm. sort of those parts um so yeah i think that that so, could change a society if we were oh, okay. a little more focused on 
our, our bodies and our felt sense of things and things like pleasure and even pain of like allowing ourselves to experience those things through the body rather than cognitively trying to, you know, explain them away or explain them even. Well, and I think you're getting at, you know, what I was, um, you know, this, this next curiosity or question about, you know, what is it that we can learn from our bodies? Like, what is this information that we're missing out on when we, as you say, put so much focus on um, our, you know, our brain process or, you know, our thoughts as opposed to um, the information from, from the skin we live in? Yeah, um, I think for me, when I, when I started to listen to my body, I was more able to sort of be, be in the world, like be in the experience of, of existing rather than trying not to exist almost, um, like okay hmm. Hmm. you're able to experience your existence in a different way yeah so um one of the things like i um was thinking about when i when i thought about embodiment was this idea of mm-hmm. you know being in my body is instead of like actively trying to forget i have a body like as a fat person, which I might've been doing before, I'm actually trying to be Uh in it, right? Like being connected to what it feels like to, for the breeze to like go on my skin and how that feels. Right. As opposed to sort of trying to numb out and pretend that my body doesn't exist. So, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, getting high or drinking to try not to be in experience of my body um, and of my mind, you know, like that idea of just connecting from pain. And, and mm-hmm. when I kind of found that acceptance and found embodiment, I got to connect with my body in this different way of like, instead of a place where I was trying to escape, it was a place where I was trying to connect with. So you're gaining a connection. Yeah, I'm gaining a connection. I'm gaining being able to notice that that gentle breeze or that sun on my skin Mm -hmm. or the way like Mm -hmm. my body jiggles when my belly jiggles when I shake it like and that being okay. Like it was just like permission to be in the body that I have and experience the world instead of trying to run from it. That's really, that's really powerful. Um, Wow. Thank you for that. And um, Katie, I know that the work you do with people, as you were talking about, you know, earlier, who are maybe challenged in their experience uh, with their body and feeling very disconnected. I think um, I'm wondering about the experience of body shame and what you've uh, learned from your own experience and from working with people about how 
perhaps this uh, epidemic of body shame that we we experience uh, impacts our um, ability to to live an embodied life. Oh yeah, hugely hugely impacts that. I think like that's that's the part that you know on the societal level. I think we need to. Well, I'm trying to, and I th- and I think you are, and others like us, you know, are trying to fight right. is this expectation about what our bodies should look like, should be doing, right. should feel like, um, and instead, you know, wanting to create a world where we can just kind of be as we are. Um, hmm. mm-hmm. So, like, body shame is definitely, I think, a huge part of that um part of a barrier to that to that um so to experiencing embodiment yeah yeah exactly um i think you know what i've experienced working with people is once they start thinking differently about all of those shoulds you know what what is like things like patriarchy and capitalism and white supremacy it's like saying that we should feel or that we should do Mm. and noticing like where some of those systems show up and recognizing that becoming aware of that you know we can start to choose differently and then that can lead to greater embodiment greater pleasure a greater capacity to feel pleasure and also, like the hard feelings come with that too. Um, so sure. allowing space for that, the full gamut of you know the spectrum of human emotion, like that's embodiment too, right? Embodiment isn't just like right. feeling good all the time. It's like you know sometimes feeling that pain and like allowing that in and through. Um, mm-hmm. I think can that so, can create like oh. more freedom from body shame at, like at the end of the day you know right right when we're in a space that we can actually kind of experience our full range of, of emotions mm-hmm. um, yeah so what i'm you're saying that um uh sort of clarity and awareness to the the the, the power structures that that um, are telling us how we should be can lead us to um, different choices mm-hmm. in in how we experience the body in the world. Yeah, I think so. And you know, yeah, recognizing that there's a lot of things that come into play when it comes to body shame or difficulty with embodiment, like in terms of you know, folks might have had experiences with trauma where their body is an unsafe place to be and so kind of helping people work through that or heal from that um, is also part of it it's not something that's necessarily immediately available it's like a journey and an ongoing journey it's like you know mm-hmm. I always say to people it's like not somewhere you arrive it's it's something that's ongoing that we have to kind of work at and recognize that some days are harder than others. 
Mm-hmm. Less uh, something you can check off your list and more just a, an ongoing part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess I, I'm curious, uh, Katie, about, um, you know, uh, the, you know, who you, who you turn to in terms of, you know, who are folks that, that, that you read or um, who you learn from um, that, that you would suggest to folks? Yeah. Um, you know, it's such a hard question because there's so many people that I learn from and yeah. like respect and like people have been in, if we're talking about like fat activism, people have been in the right. community doing this work for so long and there's so many people. Yes. Um, and like, in terms of embodiment, like somewhere, somewhere where I learned that is a place called Shalom Mountain. It's in the, it's in the um, U.S. in the Catskill Mountains. Right. Um, so that right. was like kind of my first journey into embodiment. Um, and I would suggest like Sonia Renee Taylor <laughs> for sure. The body is not yeah. an apology. Um, mm-hmm. another practitioner, um, their name is Prentice Hemphill, who does a lot of work on like somatics and, um, has a really great podcast. So I could go on. Awesome. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you kind of, you know, ch- choosing some to, to share with us and, and we'll certainly put a list together of, um, uh, and, and put it in the description of, of this, um, of this episode for, for folks. Um, and I, I guess I'm curious if you have any, uh, thoughts around, uh, any practices or approaches. Now you have mentioned things like, uh, mindfulness and, and self-compassion, uh, in terms of, you know, how we can become more connected to and, and aware of our bodily experiences, but is there anything else coming to mind around that? Uh, you know, things we can do or practices or approaches? Yeah, I think, um, the one that jumps out at me is dance. Um, Oh yeah. Just like put on some dancing. Yeah. Put on some tunes you love. Like, see how right. it moves your body, and there's no wrong way to do it. You know, just dance, get in your body a little bit. For people that, you know, have been really disconnected from their bodies, sometimes I, I suggest things like just like moving the limbs, like kind of moving, moving the fingers, moving like the wrists, right. and like. Which, you know, kind of making your way through the body and paying attention and noticing, oh, like, that's my finger moving. That's my wrist. I and, love that. It's kind of a small, starting small kind mm-hmm. of strategy. Is that? Yeah. 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 Fabulous. And um, are there any any other resources or uh, websites or anything like that that you would that you would suggest that might be helpful? Um, well, 
If people are interested in mindfulness and meditation, I always suggest that Insight Timer app. Um, yeah, that's a great app, isn't it? Yeah, it's got like thousands to choose from. And does. A, a lot of people find meditation really difficult um, without some sort of guided meditation. Mm-hmm. And there, there's so many mm-hmm. different ones you can choose from. Um, and like, I just, I personally use that all the time. Um, I like to switch it up and like search different things. So yeah. Insight timer. Yeah, me too. I'm actually doing a, there's a self-compassion. Nope. That's on it. That's on the headspace app that I'm doing that. So, um, that one's uh, I've heard I use, about that one though. Like a lot of people use headspace too. Mm-hmm, but I really like insight timer and you're right there. You can choose between, you know, sitting quietly with maybe a bit of music or uh, just all kinds of different guided meditations on there, which mm-hmm. is really awesome for free. So mm-hmm. I um, like that. And the other like thing, if you like moving, you know, would be yoga um, or mm-hmm. other kind of slower movements. Um, one one resource um, that's like kind of size inclusive and has a bunch of different kinds of movement, including like faster movements and slower movements, is called Join. Um, it's J O Y N, um, okay. and it's free. And there's a ton of different stuff on there. Um, ah. It's all like diet culture free, uh, so right? it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Great. I'm going to check that out. J O Y N. And we'll, and again, we'll make sure there's a link in the, in the description here for anybody who's, who's listening and wants to check that out. Really great suggestions. Thank you, Katie. Um, so, uh, you know, we're getting into wrapping up here and I guess I'd just like to, um, invite you to, you know, if, if somebody, I guess, who do you work with? And and you talked about this, you know, as, as we started, but just a reminder that, um, you know, who, what, um, who would be a person you would work with? What, what kind of support could you provide? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I work with anyone who's kind of ready to leave dieting and diet culture behind mm-hmm. and wants support in embracing their their bodies and their relationship with their bodies and you know is aligned with or or curious about health at every size um and fat positivity um yeah i work one-on-one with people and i also provide some groups um and so you can find out more about that on my website katiemccrindle.com or follow me on instagram Katie McCrindle Counseling. Um, okay. Yeah, that's where I am and what you I do. You have a group, a group coming up in the new year. I do. I, right? I have a group um, with Suzanne Dietrich, um, who's a dietitian yeah. and intuitive eating counselor, who's also Health at Every Size Aligned. Um, she's amazing. And it's called the Body Liberation Group. And it's a six-week group. Um, that's starting January 25th. So, um, hopefully this podcast is out before then. I don't know. (laughs) 
Um, that, that that is up for debate, <laughs> but um, perhaps you will have um, similar uh, groups if if it doesn't quite make it in time. Yeah, yeah, we'd love. I mean, depending on how it turns out, we'd love to do it again. Um, right. I also run a free social support group called Fat Chat for people right. who identify as fat or in larger bodies or plus size. Um, you don't have to identify as fat. But um, it's like a diet culture free space where we just get together and sometimes we talk about that stuff and usually we do, but sometimes we just, we just chat, we just hang out. Um, So that's free and it's on Zoom. So anyone, anywhere can join. You just have to join the fat chat group on Facebook. So I can give you the link for that. Right. Right. And I think you can find that link on your website as well. Yes. That link's on my website too. Okay. Awesome. And, um, and I think the group you're doing with Suzanne sounds fantastic. And she's also uh, somebody we're talking with, uh, on this, uh, on this podcast, this embodied life. So, um, uh, hopefully people will take a listen to, to that conversation as well. Awesome. Um, Katie, I just love all the work that, that you're doing. And I really, uh, think you're just offering lots of, um, resources that are really helpful and and exciting. And, um, I want to thank you for taking some time to come and talk with me today about embodiment. And uh, I hope that we can continue to have conversations. I think there's probably a lot more that we could dive into, but I think this has been a really good sort of first step. And um, yeah, again, just, just thank you for your time. And is there anything else you wanted to say before we say goodbye? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much. Um, It's been a pleasure. um, And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. So thanks. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we will be in touch again soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Katie as much as I did. She shared some fantastic resources, so be sure to check out the description for links. Now, let's shift from listening and thinking to doing and let's bring embodiment into practice. Katie talked about embodiment as experiencing the world instead of running from it. I would like to offer you this short practice as an introduction to the experience of interoception Interoception is the ability to feel inside our body. It is a good skill to have because looking inward and being open to the experiences and sensations of our body can help us to know our state of mind. A good place to start can be checking in to see if we are in a receptive or reactive state. As we go through this exercise, Remember, there is no right or wrong in what you may experience. 
It's simply about learning the language of our body so that we can be open to its wisdom. So let's begin. Take a moment to pause and settle into your body. Sitting comfortably, close your eyes and take several long, deep breaths in and out. In and out. Now, resting in the natural flow of your breath, allow your body and your mind to settle. As we relax coming home after a full day, let yourself sink into the welcoming space that is your body. Let your shoulders relax. Feel the nourishing oxygen moving in and out of your body. Feel your body ease into an experience of comfortable awareness. You are relaxed and open. Now, I'm going to share some words with you and invite you to consider how you feel as I share these words. No, 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 no. Now I'm going to share a few more words. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Now sit with that for a moment. What did you notice as you listened to these words? Did you experience any emotions or physical sensations? What happened in your body? Possibly, the word no may have felt like constriction, shutting down. Maybe it is something you associate with challenging emotions like anger or frustration. Perhaps the word yes may have felt as um, a, an uplifting feeling, uh, freeing, opening, a sense of relief and release. What was it like for you? Now, we're ready to let this exercise go. Bring your awareness once again to your breath and tune in to your surroundings. As you go forward in your day, I invite you to pay attention and notice sensations in your body that may indicate whether you are feeling open and receptive or perhaps closed and reactive. And that brings our time together to an end. 
Thank you for joining me today. I also want to thank my guest, Katie McCrindle, for joining us and sharing her insights. I'm sure we'll have her back again, and I look forward to more conversations with her. Be sure to catch our next episode, launching on July 19th. We will be hearing from dietitian Suzanne Dietrich. She's a certified intuitive eating counselor and eating disorder dietitian. Our topic will be food and our relationship with embodiment. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to me via my website, GaiaTherapy.net, or sign up for my newsletter. And links to both are in the episode description. And with that, I say goodbye. May you experience your body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space.